Hello and welcome to another episode of Through the Turnstiles podcast. We're back again after a break for the internationals and we're getting stuck into the lower league action coming up this weekend. As always, I'm joined by Muzz and James. Um, just as a reminder, if you've uh, not tuned in before, three of us are opposition scouts and analysts for clubs in Scotland, ranging from the Premiership to League Two. So see a lot of games, a lot of players every week um, that we base our opinions on here. How are you, gents? Not too bad. Yes, not too bad, thank you. Good. So before we get into the, the bulk of the episode, um, just a reminder of what we do as well is each episode, one of us will pull a question from the ball bag, which is a teaser that we set the other two to answer for the duration of the episode. Um, they've never heard this question before, so um, it'll be interesting, always interesting to see how the teams are formed or the answer comes throughout the episode. So question is from me this week. Uh, so gents, what I'm looking for is the 2017-18 season championship team of the season. Take this opportunity while the guys are, are noting uh, the question down that if you could, um, if you enjoy the episode, if you could do us a massive favour and like the video if you're uh, watching on YouTube and also subscribe to the channel again on YouTube, that would help us out massively. Any feedback or future questions for the ball bag, you can find us on Twitter uh, through the turnstiles or searching for um, at turnstiles there. Okay, so moving into episode uh, then, like I say, finally the big games are back um, and we'll, we'll look at the championship first. So since the, the last results were a couple of weeks ago, um, guys, we'll just, we won't really review any of the last games uh, in any detail. We'll just kind of preview the games coming up. So, um, Muzz, what games caught your eye for, for this weekend? Um, I'm back in the Wraith uh, bandwagon. I picked out Inverness against Wraith. Um, the Betfred Cup results stood out to me. Before that game, uh, John Robertson basically admitted that he was going to um, throw in all the players that he hadn't given um, like a real run out yet this season. But when you start naming the players, you're like, oh, well, that's actually still a pretty strong team. So it was, Wraith were quite strong as well. So it was no kind of surprise that um, there's such a high scoring result. Um, They've had quite a tough start in Vaness. Um, Dunfermline away, Air at home, um, Hearts away they've had as well, I think. so. Yeah, it was a 2-1 uh, defeat um, to Hearts, their last game, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, they were, I think they were, gave a decent account of themselves, but um, I think they've got uh, Todorov, who's got a few goals. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he scored three goals out of four this season already, so they need that. They obviously need somebody who's going to lead the line up front. Um, they are... They're sitting around the table in the table where, like, kind of where I think they're going to finish. There's a point below Ayr and Dundee, aren't they? And three clear of the kind of bottom three. So, that, like you say, they're kind of in that almost no man's land already. I think, yeah, I, th- I think they're going to they're going to kind of hang about there because they are going through a transition phase as well. We've talked about the young players that they're, they're, they're trying to embed. And it's a great thing to see, and especially for sort of like Highland football, if you're, if you're up. Um, in that area, and I think like um, the, the they're already d- doing quite well. Those players, I think Roddy McGregor's got a couple of assists uh, already mm-hmm. this season. Um, so when when you saw that the team that they've they've played at Starks Park, um, you realise that actually you've got the you've got the, the a decent like squad there, a tight squad, but a good mix of experience and kind of young hungry players. Uh, Wraith are, are flying um, as well, you know. Um, they've actually conceded the, conceded the least as well as scored the most in the league. So um, yeah, they're not just all gone. For, for me, that was interesting because obviously they've only conceded three in four games, but it's their, like, as I've probably nipped you in the bud saying that they get, they get the credit, don't they, for being gung ho and, like you say, swashbuckling, but they've only conceded three in four. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was just about to say that that, that 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 very thing that they are sort of being described as kind of gung ho attacking team, but they're, they're they've shut the back door as well. To be fair, um, most clean sheets in the league as well. Um, so mm-hmm. just all it's like total football at Starks Park these days. Like there's goals right through the team. Um, uh, two players um, equal top scorer in the league: Armstrong and Matthews, both midfielders. Armstrong, okay, attacking mid, midfield, coming in off the wide areas, but Manny Duku, uh, he's on two goals, I think. Three players equal joint uh, assists as well. Uh, Dylan Tate, 
Ethan Ross, to, uh, Regan Tumulty. So, hi, there's just there's just um, danger. No matter player at race, you've got chance of uh, notching a goal. I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting, Mos, won't it? Because obviously, I think uh, when Manny Duku was injured, they brought Lockatosh in from Livingston alone. He played uh, two games, I think, the Dundee game and the Morton game. Uh, he then was obviously cup tied for the Betfred, having scored in the competition for Livingston last month. But now they're both obviously fit, which McGlynn's never had before. So it's going to be interesting to see if he just picks one over the other or if he tries to fit fit the both of them in because I don't think Duke played against Martin did he uh, from memory so um, I think let's see if he tries to play the two of them together uh, I, he tends to he's been tending to to, to, be, to go one up front I think um, mostly sometimes sometimes two if he plays the diamond right enough so mm-hmm. I don't know um, it's difficult it's always I've always found it difficult to predict how Rafe are going to play apart from the apart from their back four actually which is usually um, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Whoever he goes with, um, you know, um, I don't think anything's going to change. I think they're going to score goals. I think they're going to go up to Renes and and um, I, I I think I, I think they'll win again. Um, to be honest, I think they'll keep going. I've predicted uh, I predicted a two-one away win. I think I think you're right. I'd back Wraith as well. Um, just check there for Mon Sanity. Duku was on the bench against Martin, didn't come on. I don't think he was 100%. They obviously went to Lorkatosh um, and didn't feel the need to risk Duku. So it's like we say, with him being fit now, having played uh, since the intervention and see what he does. I think um, for me, Inverness, like you said, they're doing a lot of players back, but I think their form kind of sums up uh, how what they're going to be this season. You look at it, um, I think kind of in order, going back to the opening day, they've had a loss, a draw, a win a loss so that that they can't really get a run of anything kind of going so um I think like you say Wraith will be flying um and I can I can see a Wraith um a Wraith one up there James what are you thinking? I um I've got to back up a Wraith one as well which surprises me because I thought like at the start of the season I would have predicted Inverness to be doing doing better and certainly I wouldn't have had Wraith topping the table, albeit that uh, Hearts have still got a game to play, but I it's it's just like you have said. There, I'm not a hundred percent behind Muzzy's total football shout, but you can see what see what you mean. They're um, scoring goals, they're not conceding, and that's basically all football is. Um, goals to game ratio very good as well. <clears throat> they're um, they're in the better run of form, and Inverness just aren't they, aren't they kicking on you. Um, I've spoken about them a few times and how they are they need to be getting more out there their attacking players and they seem to be doing it a wee bit but it's not it's not come with any consistency in the league um, so I <clears throat> I think I think both teams will score but it's a it's a Wraith win for me Aye, Air Dundee two teams that they'll both be wary won't they of, of the t- of the Wraiths the Dunfermans the Hearts getting kind of too far ahead of them both both on five points obviously after the four games Um both got a win, two draws and a loss. Ayers' goal difference is zero. Dundee's is minus three. And both coming off the back of two draws, um, or a draw apiece, sorry. Ayer probably slightly happier. They, they drew nil-nil with Dunfermline, whereas Dundee was a three each away at Aloha, which was a great advert for the World League. That was on the television, wasn't it? Um, I think I think that's got all the makings of a, of a big game. There's two big teams as well, isn't it? Two big clubs, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Yeah, um, like you say, Dundee will be disappointed with that um, result against Allo. I think we, I think if I'm right in thinking, with the three of us predicted they would they would go there and uh, win, but you know be be given a, a test by Allo, but didn't quite realise the the size of the the task it would be because I think they had to claw. I think they were th- were three one down. I think so. Yeah. I think the three of us also yeah. predicted that Fairman Air as being the highest scoring game of the day, and it was nil nil. So yeah, we started <laughs> well, but it's that. just <laughs> tailed off, isn't it? Um, but um, I, I think uh, we spoke before about how, how Dundee need to need to click into gear um, if they want to be if they don't want to get bogged down in this league. Um, United took a, quite a few seasons to, to to pull it together and get the right formula to get out the league. So mm-hmm. it, it'll be. It, you know, they'll. I think the pressure's not not as much pressure will be on here because they're not expected 
to um, the fans will want them to challenge. And when you look at the team on paper, they they should be they should be kind of like playoff material. Um, yeah. But I think I think it's 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 set for another another good game, another hard to predict game. Um, Dundee now without another top player, Dorans, um, who sort of seemed to um, just kind of like caught everyone by surprise, just just sort of took off. Um, obviously, a f- yes. possibly a, f- a family decision as well, but yeah, well, just yeah. doesn't it just ham- doesn't it doesn't help their cause really because he was such a such a quality. They have reinvested well. some of the. You'd imagine the wages they've saved on him. They've brought in a goalie, James, which. Uh, we knew they needed to do it. We've mentioned as well, Jack Hamilton was struggling. They went with Ferry, but obviously, you know, he that could be a wee difference maker. And I know they've got Fontaine in on trial as well. Um, ex Ross County, Hibs, etc. Obviously, we, we've also mentioned before they're struggling at centre half. So those could be two good signings, James, to kind of help them. Yeah, <clears throat> I mentioned fairly early on, first or second episode or the, the championship preview one about. Um, the fact that I was worried that that def- that defensively Dundee might toil, which surprises me with with James McPake's obviously pedigree and standard. But you'd mentioned their their um their unbeaten run this, at the, the tail end of last season, and you thought, well, maybe actually they could pull it together. But having conceded that, that the ten goals they have, um, you do worry for them a wee bit. With Doran's gone, though, I wonder if that solves the problem of who you play in midfield because. We've mentioned a few times, do they go to Diamond, do they play a flat three, Does it, is it a four, is it a, you know, how are they going to operate with the players and if you play Adam and Dorans, do they have the legs and does someone need to do the running, but with him just out the picture, you can maybe shuffle yourself around a wee bit and then just play the boys that are going to shore you up a wee bit and give you a solid base to work on, because they're scoring goals, but McPake can't be happy with a goal difference that he's, he's sitting looking at just now in the minuses. Adam, obviously, Charlie Adam's fine, isn't he? Three goals so far in the league. But like you say, that this could be the the momentum he needs with Doran's gone just for him to really step up and start taking things by the scruff of the neck. Like you say, it might balance him out a wee bit better if they go maybe with Adam and Burns centrally and maybe McDade and uh Afalabi or potentially Mullen off a side. So it might it might end up suiting them, especially like we've said, if they reinvest those wages wisely. You no, know, you look at look at all the options they've potentially got at in the middle of the park, I think they'll, they'll probably go with Murdoch and Chalmers almost as like a, a their two sitters. Cammy Smith's been playing well in front of them. Obviously, was uh, cut tied for the Betfred. Um, Zanato off a side. Uh, McCown's been playing well, and Anderson's looking sharp up front. Um, so's Cameron. Um, again, obviously cut tied for the Betfred, so don't play in that. And at the back, looking relatively solid with Roscoe in there, um, Muirhead and. Um, Redden at left back and Jordan Houston's been playing right back relatively well for them. So I think it's going to be tight. I'm, I think both teams might just take the point and just move on. You know, neither can afford to lose in, in terms of getting beaten. But will a point be enough if you look at Wraith potentially beating Cali Thistle? Although Dunfermline Hearts play each other, so something's got to give there. Um, I fancy a point, a piece. Um, Muzz, what are you saying about that one? It's hard to say because... It's just like another hard game next week in this league. Another hard game, and there's only there's only so many times you can just say like, right, take the draw and move on. Um, Dundee have dropped enough mm-hmm. points already, so it's kind of like, I think that I think they're looking at every game at the moment as a kind of uh, must win and get themselves back up into the the, the contention with the top two or three. Uh, whereas if if you if you want to pick one of the two who's more likely to. Except the John Mivon, it's probably going to be here, despite being the home team. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that, to be fair. Like we've said it a hundred times already, it's a 27-game season. So after this, there'll be, what, five played. So you're almost looking at a fifth of the season gone mm-hmm. uh, after this one. Uh, James, what's your thoughts in terms of result? Well, <clears throat> Muzzy's point sort of takes me into the game I've been eyeing up. So I'll give you a brief result and then just sort of segue into it that... Um, I agree, I think it'll be a draw. But like Muzz had said, um, it's a hard game after hard game after hard game in this league. And the game I've been eyeing up is Queen of the South Alloa. Um, Massive, isn't it? Massive. Aye, and really I look at that, <clears throat> looking at the league table just now as well. Both of them are sitting on one point, tied on one point where both. So I think they need to. they both need to try and kick on from here. But I don't know, like I can't really call this one. I don't know who is going to... To win, um, 
I'll, I'll go with Queen of the South win here. And the only reason I'm saying that is I think they're, they're a bit more back in amongst the goals just now than they have been a bit previously. Um, they did manage against Queen's Park to sort of get the, the shock they needed and uh, kick on to get the win there. But that early goal they conceded, Jai Katongo could be playing... Could be playing harder than he is, so it's no no great shame to uh, concede to him. Sco- uh, ended up scoring three in the end, which is good good sign for them. Um, Awa, though, again point against Dundee did concede those goals late on, so it'll be tight, I think. But I can see I can see Queen of the South just nicking a one uh, a one now. It'll be a game to watch, regardless. Um, it's one that if you're a fan, you want to be in to try and get you that extra bit of momentum. But just now, with no fans in. I can't see it being a, a barnstormer, but it is an important game worth mentioning just for the ramifications for the rest of the season. I think, Muz, that Aloha will be happy, won't they, after their, their, obviously their Betfred uh, kind of comeback against Sten. I think they're 2-0 down and they won 4-2, didn't they, which put them through, I'm sure, to the next, uh, the next round. I think Peter Grant made a number of changes for that game, actually. I think he made eight changes, I think, off the top of my head. So... He's obviously trying to give boys games as well. He brought in the likes of kind of Skugel, Adam Brown, Blair Malcolm, Buchanan, who obviously scored a couple for him. A hat-trick, didn't he? So uh, Andy Graham's now back playing as well. That's massive for all of us. They do have, they do have depth. They do have quality when they can make eight changes and, and come back against um, Stennis Muir, who are a solid outfit um, so far. Um, they're both shipping goals a bit, but off the back of that, positive result in the cup and and the draw with Dundee James has mentioned if they can get away with um from Dumfries with a, a result with the three points um they're all of a sudden they're they're on they're on a potential rerun here. Um like next mm-hmm. week I think they're at uh, home to air and then they're away at Arbroath um and then they're home to Inverness. So they've got win two two winnable home games technically um and uh, a very away game there, so um, you, you could see Alwa putting putting together a wee bit of form. Whereas Queen of the South, um, they've just got a few more sticky fixtures, um, and they, they've just looked. At, James was right in, in the sense that they're 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 fine net Queen of the South, but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a bland kind of cliche to say, but I think Alwa just have a wee bit more about them, quite simply at the moment. Um, so you you you'll be backing an Alwa win then. I think so. Yeah, I'll go for it. I'll go for an Alloman. Yeah, I think that'll be a, a good game. See, for some reason, I think there's going to be goals in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I fancy Dobe to to do his bit against that Alloa defence. Um, but at the same time, like we've touched on there, Alloa four at the weekend, uh, three against Dundee. Um, I think there'll be a three each. I'm going to say a three each draw. Um, personally, That's specific. Next game, uh, we'll look at then is Arbroath. Morton, big game. They're all big games, aren't they? Morton need to kind of bounce back from that kind of shocker against Wraith. We were all saying how well they'd done to come back against there um, the week before, albeit with Fair going down to 10 men. And I think we all thought that they'd go to Starks and give Wraith a, a close game. I know they got that kind of red card um, kind of after 37 minutes, I think it was, but they were already two down. So... You can't really, you can't justify that they'd have won the game if, if they hadn't had the red card. They've already turned it down. They maybe wouldn't have shipped five, but um, I think they need to get back on the wagon and our both as well. Um, obviously, after a 0 0 with Queen itself getting their first point, big game for, for both James. I, I, um, I can't seem to get it right with Morton because give them a bit of a slate and they go out and win, prove me wrong, back them up, they go out and take a, a 5-0 scudding so may as well just give me a pass here because whatever I say isn't going to happen anyway but um, but no it is so. you're right it's, 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 what I will say is it's going to be a big game for both of them um, I like like you mentioned Morton sort of need this um, as what they might see as a potential winnable game that they can just again pick up some what would you maybe consider easy points but are both only going to roll over and just accept what they'll get because nah, for them every game is going to be huge. Every game is going to be a cup final at this point because you know how tight it is. And if Aloha do get a win, 
Queen of the South and Arbroath can find themselves adrift very, very quickly. If it's a draw and Inverness start moving away, you can get a, another bottom league. And for any of those bottom three teams, you don't want to end up just dropping or even in the playoffs because coming up out of League uh, League One, you've got some solid teams um, and you just, uh, you've just got to stay in it, basically. So Arbroath will be well up for it, but being up for it doesn't mean you're going to win, doesn't mean you're going to score goals. So it'll be a, a Morton victory for me, which means get your money on our ball. I'm also back in Morton. You know, I think yeah, Hopkins can get, he knows how to get teams to set up and organise to go and play in places like Gayfield. I think you look at Morton's next two, I'm sure they've got Hearts and Dunfermline after, after this. So if Hopkins kind of scanning ahead, they need, they need something here because... Um, like I said, they're away, they're away at Hearts, they're at home, I think, to Hearts uh, and away to Dunfermline, but they're probably the two, other than Wraith, probably two, the two teams you don't want to play, so he knows they need a result. Obviously, they'll be missing McAllister, he made a few changes, Hopkin, uh, for that Wraith game, he dropped uh, Rabin Omar and he started Gary Oliver, but I just looked at their bench from, from that match, they had the likes of Muirhead, Nisbet, Salkide, McGuffey, Omar McIver on the bench, so he's got the ability to change it up. Um, and, and I say I think they need a result. And Hopkin in the past and his managerial managerial career in Scotland was anyways <clears throat> when his teams need results, they tend to to grind them out and kind of get them there. So I, I fancy also James uh, a more and win was. I don't know what, what you're thinking. And before I comment, I, I have to make a public apology to um, Martin fan uh, John. Giovanacci, I've probably pronounced his name wrong now as well. But John, I um, he, John mentioned on on YouTube, he, he corrected me for calling them Greenock, and uh, he said, "Don't embarrass myself." Well, John, I did embarrass myself. Um, I should know better. I'm, I'm bang to right. I can give you. I can tell you why I called them Greenock um, because of my notes. Uh, I wrote Wraith versus Greenock, and I'd obviously been distracted, and I've not followed it up, so I've just read it off my notes as Greenock. I was obviously going to write Greenock Martin. I apologise. Um, we'll, no, we'll say no more on the matter, but um, I understand this frustration because um, if I was a Martin fan, I would have pulled, pulled myself up on that as well. But, well, well uh, James... Greenock fans, I think, to be honest with that. Uh, yeah, Greenock fans are very badly. I spent enough games at Capi Low uh, to to hopefully um, make up for it. Um, you better hope the manager but, David Hop David Hopkins doesn't hear about it. Um, uh, James is right, and 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 though I think that they're they're quite unpredictable this season, um, and I didn't quite expect the 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 result they got against Wraith. I thought they would be a bit more. Um, bit more resilient but obviously a bit, just a bit of a bad day at the office especially with the, the red card compound and that when they're already 2-0 down and um, I think like I think I think that you know they've won two lost two I think you're absolutely right Andy that this, this will be seen as a, a game where they, they, they need to win and, and just keep themselves up there and then get what they can from the following couple of fixtures but I'm still waiting for I'm waiting to to kind of to get the first win and, and start looking start looking like the Arbroath of the last couple of seasons again. I've mm -hmm. been quite surprised by their slow start, actually, especially when they've only really strengthened. Um, so, I, I, again, just, they're so hard to call these games. Um, but I think I, I think I will back Martin um, just just because of the, the, the know-how that you talked about with um, with, with Hawking and, and, you know, the, the kind of like, the way he can, the way... I believe he's able to kind of um, get the players up for a game and, and drum it in the importance of these kind of games. I believe he's a very good man manager. I've um, been footing him in my ball bag here, Andy, um, which I usually reserve for a <laughs> Saturday night. Yes, he's got a for that. <laughs> but um, um, I, I remember it being a, a tough, a tough league. I remember the teams in it were. We're quite sturdy as well. Um, Throw some names at me. I, I did forget, to be fair, about Dundee United until the um, the head loss moment came back to me. Uh, the Willow Flood, 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 Flood,
classic. Are either McGinn, either McGinn brother in there, Stephen or Paul? Stephen played central midfield, yes. I'll give you a clue. There are one, two, three, four, five St Mirren players in the 11. Five St Mirren players? Lewis Morgan will be in there, 100%. Yep, Lewis Morgan's correct. Magenis, no? Uh, no. Jack Baird? No. <laughs> Shit, as many St Mirren players as we can. Uh, I'll give you my two other players that I think have made the team before we just list every St Mirren player in the past 20 years. Uh, I've got Craig Hulkett at centre-half. Correct. And I've Same got... Here. Um, I think this was Dobie time. So I've got uh, Steve Dobie up top. Correct. Got, um, I, I've, I've peppered, peppered the target with words. I've, I've gone Dobie, Shankland, Aaron Doran, and I'm... Trying to remember, was John Baird still in the championship that season? Uh, none of those are correct. Our last prediction that we need, we won't go into too much detail because we spoke about these teams a fair bit in the last couple of leagues. Dunfermline Hearts. It will be interesting actually because obviously Boyce and um, Michael Smith both played for Northern Ireland uh, last night. Um, Gordon's been away, played one game obviously at the weekend, although albeit didn't play last night. Um, it's been interesting for Hearts if these boys come back and they're kind of fully fit and, and ready to go, especially with the game being on Friday night. So you wonder, James, is that too quick a turnaround to playing Wednesday night internationally and then playing Friday night kind of 40 hours later? Not for Gordon, I'm talking more for Michael Smith and Boyce, potentially. Aye, but I think... <clears throat> I think you can't really look past playing them as well, so you, you maybe just have to... Um, because it's, I think maybe it Boyce, you could you can maybe go away with Boyce on the bench. Obviously, you've got Stephen A. Smith there, but uh-huh. Smith for them solid, isn't it? Right back, they miss they miss him. I know Brandon's been in and out, but for me, uh, I've, I've I've got myself caught up there just thinking about that um, that Hearts documentary when they were just talking about how good Michael Smith actually is, just as a guy, as a player, and for the season after, he's he's still the same guy. So, like, say maybe I. Maybe you sort of have to play on boys, like you say, you might you might get away with with resting, but uh, I think I think you sort of like I say, you've got a Smith will come in. Um, uh, it's a it's a tight one. Um, I think like for me it'll be a hard win because they're they're both on or not a kick in the arse off having the same goals for the same goals mm-hmm. against Hearts playing a game less. So I I, I fancy Hearts just to go and go and get this. Um, It'll not be an easy game. It'll not be a steamrolling, but I think Hearts have have got the better players, you could say. Dunfermline will be uh, very up for it, Muzz. Won the game on the TV. They've they've got a point to prove now, don't they? They're in good form uh, in the league, at least. And they've got goals through the team. We've spoke before about Stevie Crawford, how he he has been adapting his team to match the opposition. So it's a test for him as a manager as well, what he does when when Hearts come to visit on uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah, it'll be a bit for him how he um, shapes up against him. Does he go for it, try and capitalise on, on a bit of tiredness from international players? Personally, I think Hearts will have, have got enough to cover that and, and the, the, it's nothing this, the, the players won't have like experienced before in their careers. And if it was SPL level, it's just, you know, you, you might consider it a wee bit more. But that's no disrespect, obviously, to Dunfermline. But... Um, I just think it's it's not quite the the same kind of intensity that they're going to be facing between international mm-hmm. levels and SPL levels. Um, I think like, um, you know, where they touched on the reliable players Hearts have, uh, experienced players, and and Kingsley coming in has been a bit of a, a revelation really for them. And um, seeing Robbie Nielsen get the best out of guys like Craig Whiten, who I've always thought was just meh, you know. Not a lot to him, but yeah. um, you know, if if you've got guys like him firing while your stronger players on on paper um, are still in and around the team, then I think they've got enough coverage, um, and I think it probably will be their their the most challenging game of the season so far away at the, at Dunfermline with the form they're on. So I, I agree, I can't see past the Hearts win, but I, again, I think it will. Might might be a hopefully for the fans watching and uh, for neutrals watching on a Friday night it'll actually be a really good game with plenty of goals. 
No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, and like I said, I agree with you boys. I think, I think a heart's won. So, uh, Moz, just sticking with you as we move into League One, what do you think? What's got your eye as game of the day potentially in League One? Um, I've picked out Clyde versus Montrose. Uh, they both conceded a lot of goals. Montrose, quite surprisingly, sitting in fourth. Um, they've, they've both they've, they've con- the highest conceders in the league with nine goals, and they've also scored nine goals. So um, just looking at that, it kind of suggests that um, with with how open Clyde are at the moment at the back, the, the, the and the and the the fact that they have David Willie as their kind of that's kind of like their only their only hope at the moment is is supplying mm-hmm. him. Um, so that that could um, and being Clyde being at home, it just has the ingredients I think for quite a quite a few goals as does as do most games in that league at the moment to be honest. Um, they Clyde in the, the second against they got an absolute doing off Airdrie, didn't they? Aye, um, that's that's like the Airdrie that 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 you you want to see every week as a fan that this potentially have it it clicked as as poor as Clyde are and the problems they they have I think that um, Airdrie really really ran right there that week. Um, the defence is, is a huge worry for Clyde and without wanting to, to criticise the professionals and the experts, Danny Lennon being one of them, I um, although you might have Clyde fans biting my head off there for calling him an expert, but you, you know what I mean. Um, I, I just think he's, I don't think he's addressed the, the defensive problems they had last season. Um, he's signed quite a lot of players, but it's, it's a lot of young players, it's a lot of lone players. Um, we talked about the lack of experience, um, and, and we've talked about lack of experience in some teams. And and with Inverness, they have a lack of experience with those young players, but they've balanced it with with like campaigners. And I don't see that at Clyde too much. Um, there's like almost a sole reliance on Goodwillie now. The midfield is is full of kind of young players who give effort, but they're just. They don't support Goodwill enough. They're they're nowhere. They're, they're too wide. They're too stretched. Um, Ray Grant, so just you know, it's proven that he's been a big loss to them now for kind of knitting that midfield to, together. You saw a lot of Clyde, didn't you, last year? And they've lost Rankin and Grant. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that? I know you said Grant. I think that that's that's been the cause because obviously the defence has been an issue, like you say. But if they've not got that protection in front of them, then they're going to be more exposed. I think that's what they're missing is. The experience of Ankin and and Grant, a hundred percent. That's what they're missing. There's, there's no stick in that midfield. It, it's 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 kind of, it, it it's almost non-existent. There's runners. There's people that will run, but there's just no, um. There's no guile, and, and there's they lack a bit. Of, they lack a bit of grit in there as well. Like as I was going to say, um, Cuddy's a good player, but I think he needs to have all players around him so he can kind of focus on his job. Um, which is more of more of the defensive work for me, um, and again, the, the, they've they've signed young players on loan. You 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 wonder where they're going to look to next, Clyde. You know, he's, he's they're the lowest um, scorers in Scotland. They've scored mm-hmm. one goal in four mm-hmm. league games. One goal, uh, unbelievable. Do you think that's is that just a? Do you think that is a blind reliance on on Goodwillie? Um, it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Because it's almost as if you can go man for man with Goodwillie and almost even have somebody sweeping. It's almost double up in Goodwillie because they've not got as many threats coming. I know they've got boys like Love, etc., but they're not really playing well just now. So you can almost take that gamble and double up in Goodwillie because you're, they're not, there's not huge threats coming from from elsewhere. You know, that, that, um, I, can't, I can't believe it when I, when I saw they'd only scored one. And that was in the first game, I think, which they won. Um, aye, that's right. At Partick, yeah. So, makes that result just seem so. <laughs> aye, it just makes that result seem so so off. Um, mm-hmm. when you when you see when you see although Partick have have been struggling in their own right, um, Clyde they just I they just seem kind of so so powder puff and and um, I just see Montrose bullying them. You know that I see Montrose going there with that unit that they've got that um, well drilled experienced team. Um, and I see them going there and, and winning. Well, after their, their defeat on the opening day, Montrose, I'm sure it was to Falkirk, wasn't it? 2-1 with a late penalty for Falkirk, I think. They've, they've turned the corner, James, from there with a, 
a draw and two wins. Um, and like Maz says, it's a big game for, for Clyde and Montrose. Montrose kind of where we expect them to be in and about the playoffs. They're sitting fourth just now, I think. Um, Clyde, obviously, second bottom, uh, just a point ahead of fourth. So um, it's a big game for, for both. I thought quite enjoyed was Maz saying that he wasn't going to criticise the experts and then just going ahead and doing it. But um, 100%, I think Maz is correct to criticise the the experts or the people at Clyde because there's no praise that should be going their way. Um, don't get me wrong, I think the the 5 now scudding maybe in, inflates or deflates their, uh, their goal difference and makes it look worse than it is. But like you say, scoring one goal isn't going to do anything for you. They were, like for me, they were always going to lose that game. It was never going to be a, <clears throat> a game to win if you've got one goal difference. Uh, not one goal difference, one goal scored, sorry. And um there has perhaps been enthusiasm from us before about Clyde because they do have goodwill and you can rely on goodwill to score and I've said it myself, but you know, you can't just go, well, we beat Partick, so we have a right to come and stroll against other teams. Um because first day of the season's now quite a long way away. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in games played, but in and certainly time elapsed and Montrose have gone out won some games, strengthened themselves as well with some signings, some loan signings. So I think it'll yeah. be a, as close to one of the, the walkovers we'll see um, at this weekend. I think Montrose will uh, turn up, go and get their points, disappear. I agree with you. Um, what do you see as being a big game? Then? It's um, the Falkirk Cove game for me. Uh, as being a, if a, a Cove won there and they're seven points clear of Falkirk already. Aye, definitely. And we'd, we'd thought that in this league, we're, you're maybe looking at the top three, separating them out. Maybe you're getting someone else into that top four, but Cove, Falkirk, Partick, definitely floating about um, and separating themselves from the rest of the bunch. But <clears throat> with Partick down where they are just now, like you say, if Cove win, they're just going to pull ahead themselves. Falkirk then are getting drawn into the realms of Montrose beating Clyde, then Montrose go ahead of them. And, you know, there's... Mm-hmm. All sorts of early permutations you could make, but it's just not worth getting into that now. Certainly, though, um, they're both scoring goals. You're looking at eight goals. Uh, Falkirk, nine goals for, for Cove, so they're, they're putting the, the ball in the net. They're, um, Connor Salmon's getting himself in about, which is always interesting well, to see. see I was going to say good to see, but <clears throat> I don't think I could have pulled that off. Correct. More, um, more strange to see, probably. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, but it is, it is getting tight at the top and a win for either of them is going to be massive but in saying that I don't see either of them going out without the intention to win because if I'm Falkirk I'm sitting thinking well we always knew Cove was going to be a danger to us Partick were always going to be the team we think would win it we're looking at Partick further down the table and they're thinking well this is ours now we can get ourselves past Cove we've got a right to go on because much as we'd said, like Queen of the South and Alwa, who are they getting points against? Falkirk should be considering who's going to beat us at this point. And really, mm-hmm. it could be Cove, if not a slip up against anyone else. So you're looking at, at for me, you're looking at Cove because they are on that win and run. Um, and I think it'll be tight. The bookies have got Falkirk um, to give you that. But I think if you're out for a nibble, Cove and the form they're in are looking at a, a good wee price and for me I think I think they've got enough about them to go and just nudge it over the line. I, I'm back in Cove as well, you know. I think they've got enough, like you say, in the locker to, to go to Falkirk and get a result. I like that Falkirk team. They're, they're very open, you know. We've mm-hmm. spoken about it before. Good wide for either side with Leach and Morrison or Morrison and Alston. You tend to play a front two, especially at home, but I think the back four, you can get at them. Um the Falkirk back four and Cove, like we spoke about, keep the back door shut. They've only conceded one in four. So I think just with the know-how and the players, we've got Hartley's going back there as well, must to prove a point, isn't he, after after how things kind of ended for him the last time. You know what, that's, that's quite a quite a good point, actually. Um, he'll be going there to, to prove something um, big time. And I don't think, I don't get the impression Cove have really broken a sweat yet this season. Um, they've taken to the to the level up like a Dr. Water and Meganson mm-hmm. who I think Meganson could be could be playing SPL um and he's already got five goals um and like you say that with that that Falkirk defence um can be can be got at 
Falkirk have, have, have kind of done all right. They've um, they've shown a bit of they've shown a bit when they have faced. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've shown a bit of resilience when when they have faced um, difficulty, like when they went uh, down to ten men against Forfar, um, coming back last uh, week or the week before, sorry, to 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 rescue the draw against Partick. Um, mm. Would they have done that under Ray McKinnon? I don't know. Um, so I think a bit of no, credit has to go to Lee Miller for instilling a bit of kind of like a bit of fight, being a kind of a Falkirk sort of club man, really. You know, something that um, something that they really um, they really needed, I think, and they really will need to get out of the to get out of this league. Um, I don't. It's 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 the biggest chance so far that that, that Cove are gonna. Drop points, I think. Hundred um, percent. I think. I think. Like, if if I, if I had to predict it with a gun to my head, I, I just have to go with the stats. I have to go with the the, the fact that Cove have only conceded a goal so far. Don't seem to have, have got themselves into too much difficulty, and and say that they might sneak it. But I wouldn't want to put that in in ink. I would. I would just pencil that in. Because you're looking at um, the the Rangers uh, show coming to town fairly soon, so. Mm-hmm. And get yourself a good win against Cove. Go into the a game against Dumbarton, and you've got a wee bit of swagger going. You maybe don't expect to to win the Rangers game, but by all means, you can go out and have a good showing against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, and an all right result there, where you don't take a total loss. Yeah, it's just going to kick you on in the league as well, regardless really of of what happens in the Cove game. But they'll be looking ahead, not game by game, and saying, "Well, actually, let's take a look at what we've got. We've got um, Cove." Dumbarton Rangers and then you're into your Peterheads, Clydes, Airdries and if you can get yourself kicking on a good run you've got some good teams that you can showcase just how good you are. Put the gauntlet down. No, definitely. definitely. I think uh, I think they're right. That's a good point. You know, what a draw for them as well getting Rangers. Uh, they'll just be sorry that, that they can't get the fans in but obviously I think it's on the television isn't it? So they'll get a bit of money for that. Um, for that. So for me uh, so three away wins there. For me uh, I like the look for Airdrie um, Forth we've spoken about before um, as being a kind of solid outfit that I think we all quite like them Stuart Malcolm done well there um, but to get the squad he's got and, and although the, the results maybe haven't shown it yet they are playing relatively well in spells Airdrie uh, flying in the league at least uh, kind of getting a bit far back I know they've been inconsistent in terms of they've, they've won their first one they then lost two and then obviously they beat Clyde five 0 but I've seen a fair bit better Virgil um, in the last maybe two or three weeks, and I like I like what I'm seeing from them. They've got good experience and, and know how at the back. Still not convinced by them playing that high line that you spoke about, James, in the in the last episode with Crichton and for Dice. I'm not convinced by that, um, but it seems to be what they're doing. Um, good ability in the middle of the park. A good mix of work ethic in there with Mackay or Kerr, whoever plays in there, then Sabatini and, and up front they've got a lot of options, um, especially in the wide areas uh, with Carrick, Robert, good go against Livingston um, and he had a couple other chances as well. I saw him against Edinburgh City um, and he's missed a great chance but he's, he's done well to get himself into the position he has done. I like Connell that they've got on loan from Kelly, he's a bit, bit more physical, offers him something a bit different. Gallagher, Carrick, Stoke. So the squad they've got is, is very good, and I'm expecting them to go to Forfar and get a win. Actually, um, just with it being in the uh, Forfar's plastic, isn't it? And obviously, you're used to that. So um, I think I think they'll be. Let's say that will not do them any harm at all. And for for bottom of the league, and they're not they're not getting beaten by a lot. Obviously, the last result was um, was away at Cove, where they, where they were beaten three 0 but for me, Airdrie, squad's strong. They're scoring goals. They're, they're looking relatively solid at the back. Um, finally, minus that high line. So, I think an Airdrie win there. Um, what do you think about that one, Mas? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would ex- expect Airdrie to, to go and, and win there. I think they've got a good um, balance throughout, throughout that team now and good um, kind of strength in all areas. Um, it's good to see guys like Thomas Rivera starting to hit a bit of form mm-hmm. like really exciting it goes against the kind of grain of your average player in the league um quite a bit of, of skill and trickery um 
and they've got like goal threats up front, like you say, good experienced defenders who can cope like with loads of robust situations. Um, so I, I, I as much as, as, as sort of solid and hard working and honest as Forfar have been, um, I think Airdrie might have um, too much in the locker for them. And uh, like you say, the, the AstroTurf will be used to that surface. And and again, like another team that kind of needs to needs to kind of chalk up that, that another win and keep themselves up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. James? Um, for brevity, I'll just say it's an Airdrie win for me. For, for Bertrand and Clyde, probably not. Um, on this weekend, will it be a five now again? Probably not, but yeah, Airdrie win for me. Okay, and so they're the games we're going to look at in detail. We'll just nick through quick predictions for the last two. Partick, East Fife, I'm going draw. Peterhead, Dumbarton, I'm going draw. Muzz? Um, I think Partick will beat East Fife and Peterhead, Dumbarton, and that's two banks of four slogging it out. That, that could be a, a tasty game for the for the lower league, um, those with a lower league fetish among us, that's a that's a, a feisty temptress of a match. That um, I'll go. Isaac Lane Darby. I'll, I'll go. Aye, I'll go. Um, I'll draw. I'll go and draw. Peterhead Dumbarton. They're both doing very well, actually. Um, they're both performing quite well. Um, Dumbarton, mm-hmm. Heady Heights, the third place at the moment. Conceded um, two, I think. I but they've only scored four, so I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a tight, a tight draw. But a good game, okay. a meaty one. James Partick East Fife. <laughs> I'd like to back East Fife, but I'm not going to. Um, I'd like them to have enough about them, but I don't think they do. But I will say, it's, I think that. I've got a Partick East Fife draw and Gimmer Dunbar and one. Uh, yeah. Right, let's revisit the ball bag then. So you've got Halkett centre half. So you need the goal, you need three defenders, you need two midfielders and a striker. Neil Alexander. Neil Alexander. Neil Alexander's correct. There's your goal. Bang, done. Excellent. Uh, Ryan Williamson, right back, would have been at Dunfermline. Yeah. On that note, as we move on to League Two, um, for me, I think uh, game of the day and there is Edinburgh City Stranraer. Um, as I mentioned before, I saw <clears throat> Airdrie, or I Airdrie Edinburgh City last week. Uh, I also saw Edinburgh City the week before when they were abysmal um, against Stenny. They made a few changes before that Airdrie game and actually looked a lot better against Airdrie. Um, Lee Henderson came back in. Um, Liam Henderson got moved to left back from centre half and, and Lee Hamilton played centre half. Newman um who's been playing left back went to left midfield and black and brown black and brown came in and, and played in the middle of the park for them. They actually looked a whole lot better for that. Um Sunardo was obviously unlucky to go out the bet thread and a penalty shootout to air. So um that, that's a big game for both teams but I think uh, Edinburgh City are looking good and and they might just nick it. Obviously, Stranraer sitting in 7th, Edinburgh City in 5th, two points separating them. Um, but with it being in Edinburgh, I think, I think now they've got that team a bit more settled that they maybe be the slight favourites. I would say slight favourites, I um, We'll have to try and remember to edit, your, edit out your colourful language there when you're talking about that midfield pair. Turn, turn the corner a wee bit with their, with their cup form, Stranraer. Could that be like the catalyst for... Kicking on what has been after a disappointing start to the season, mm-hmm. um, they've they've done a bit of a. What, what I've said this the last time, but I think that, that what James predicted might happen with Stennis Muir has kind of happened to Stranraer, where they have a really strong squad, but they've just they they maybe they maybe just still on that downward <coughs> curve from from their a bit massive of one for them in the last league form. game against Howden, wasn't it? Two 0 Aye, yes. Um, and Cowden Beath have been uh, have made pretty good account of themselves so far this season in terms of like being difficult opposition. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Stranraer are going to Edinburgh on on the upward curve now form wise. But I, I did I, I saw Edinburgh at Stenishmere as well, and they, they just it was a it was very much an off game. Um, they, they, they couldn't get really anything quite, going. Could they? Nah, they, 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 
with four four two and um didn't seem to have a kind of game plan at all. Um but they've obviously come back. Yeah, no, Airdrie did have chances, um, particularly in the second half. Like I spoke about Robert had a chance that he probably should have done a lot better with. Um, Antel's made a couple of good saves, but I think, um, do you think, Muz, maybe that, that um, Edimacic with too many? I've almost spoke about it with Partick a wee bit, um, and I think Motherwell kind of had it at the start of the season. They've almost got like, a squad of 16 good players. And he can't, he can't, he's not yet figured out which 11 and which combination suits them best. You know, it's almost easier if you've got like a good 11 and then maybe five less good players and you, you can say, right, that's my 11, these are my subs. But it seems to be, yeah. if you look at it kind of across the board, like Jardin, Devita, Handlin, Harris, Henderson, C, um, Newman, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of players there of a similar, even in the middle of the park, you've got Black, Brown, Laird. Um, a lot of similar type players there so has he maybe got too many kind of good players that he's not yet come up with his best alone? Um I think you're right Andy because um, during the I think that the, the signs were during the, the Stanis Smear game where um, not only did did they make several subs but they changed shape um, several times as well they mm-hmm. were four, started the game 4-4-2 and um, then they went I think they went four two three one midway through the first half, uh, and then they took C off at half time. Started the game uh, four, uh, I think it was four four two diamond or a sort of lopsided yeah. diamond. Finally settled on the diamond, um, and then by the end of the game they'd thrown another striker and gone kind of four three three. So I think that 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 says it all really um, that they've not settled. And that was a league game. As well, you, you don't seem to tend to see many teams playing about a formation in a league game. Maybe a cup game, where you, mm-hmm. you take a free hit and try something else. But um, so I, th- I think you're exactly right. They've they've not settled on a, um, a a sort of settled team, settled shape, or or kind of game plan yet. They are fourth. They are scoring goals, not conceding too many. So uh, interesting game. Um, mm-hmm. Both sporadic form I th- I do agree Edinburgh's slight favourites wouldn't be surprised if they won yeah and what game did you have as as, um, as game of the day standing out um, I had a quick look at Stenis Muir Annan um, were you impressed with Stenny when you saw them I absolutely I, I really like um off the back of that, that, that game I was at seen them a couple Until of times this, this season already I um, I think that like I, I I really like the I really like the team they've got from from back to front. Um, it's just a lot of hard work um, going on in that team. A lot of, like really like lots of team spirit, good pros. Andy Monroe, um, really good leader at the back. Uh, John and Tiffany, really really reliable right back, really dangerous getting up that right that right hand side. Calm tapping. Uh, Cam Head in midfield, really good, um, really good footballer, um, kind of balanced with Ryan Blair, who does a lot of graft as well. Also, good sort of technical player. Um, going up front, we've got Greg Spence, just ever reliable, um, just gets his head mm-hmm. down, gets on with it, scores goals wherever he's been. Um, and uh, I, I really like, I really like the way Davy Irons has got them playing, got them motivated. Um, him and McGoldrick on the sideline just sort of heading and kicking every ball um, <laughs> Tommy Muir another one who's come in from their opponents uh, yeah. on Saturday Annan um, who's just another um, guy who'll just run run all day for you um, and running behind the, in the channels and um, crack off a shot at any opportunity just guys that are just got a, McGuigan as well Um He'll offer something different with with his hold up play. He gave Ambrose a real kind of hard time, despite the scoreline. Um, mm-hmm. He he gave Ambrose a real kind of physical battle. Didn't like it when. McGregor undefeated as well, wasn't he? Stenny, so all to play for in that league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a bit of a shock 
uh, 3-2 home defeat against Albion Rovers. We, we, we keep saying that they're going to be all right, but that would have set a few alarm bells ringing, I think, you know. But um, Yeah, lost the last two in the league with a draw before that. Mm. But I think Stennis Muir, I expect to, to win that. Um, and I expect them just, just, it's easy to say if you've seen a team a couple of times and, and they've played well, um, just to kind of accept, expect that they're going to, you know, be like that every, every, uh, every week. But um, they've got guys in the in the top goal scorers in the league already with Spence and four and Biabi and a couple of goals. So um, I think they're just going to have uh, a little too much for Annan, who are a bit shell shocked um, at the moment. I think they're a bit um, looking a bit leaky. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, obviously, Annan, uh, it was such a strange one because they'd been a cert for a coupon, wouldn't they, when they, when they played? They were at home to Albion Rovers and um, obviously they got beat 3-2. Midweek, they then go to Albion Rovers in the cup and win 5-1. So, <laughs> um, and obviously before that, they were unlucky potentially to get beaten away at Stalin Albion 1-0. We had a chance, I think we spoke about it. Um, Anderson had one that we, we, for all intents and purposes, was in. It was just past the post. Um, um, they've made a, they've missed another couple of chances as well. Before that, they drew with Stranraer, didn't they? Um, it was kind of one apiece, I think. And they obviously beat um, Cowden in the opening day. So they're up and down, aren't they? Like I say, nothing sums it better than getting beaten 3-2 at home on Saturday and then beating the same team 5-1 away. Kind of three days later. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Though. I think at home, Steny are looking. They're looking solid. Um, goals across the front three that we're kind of playing that four, three three almost four two three one with Hodge pushing on, isn't it? And behind the, uh, the main striker. Um, yeah, I, I like Steny. To be fair, I fancy them just to just to nick it. Um, but it's massive as well, James, isn't it? Because Queens Park have got Brechin, who's Joy was short-lived after beating Albion Rovers and then got scudded 5-0 at home to Stalin Albion. So knowing Queen's Park have got Brechin and probably going to win that. Steny and Stalin Albion need wins, don't they? kind of hang on their coattails a wee bit. But no, you're absolutely right. They do They do both need wins. Um, I'll touch on Stalin Albion shortly, but what I was going to say, it pains me to say that I actually think they will win that. Um, much as I, I'm now going against my, my prior self. And I do realistically recall saying that I hope Steny do pull it together a bit because I do like the things they do as a club so you know I'm all for it happening um, and my biggest critique of them where everything was a bit samesy in Steny and it, it doesn't seem that way anymore so I'm more than happy uh, to hold my hands up um, other game uh, give me an Edinburgh say okay and just before we come on to your game then I'll just get uh, quick predictions from the games we're not going to look at in huge detail. Uh, the first being that game that, that I just mentioned, Queen's Park Brechin. So, Muzz, winner of that one? Uh, Queen's Park with a with a fair handicap, probably. Um, I think, especially, I think Simon Murray's played a bounce game um, in the midweek there. And he's got, he's got a hat-trick in the second half. I, so, if he's... If he's, I'd, he probably won't start. But if he's gonna, if he's gonna come on against um, a breaking city team who shipped thirteen goals already this season, um, if they're not winning by the second half, the, the, there's a high chance they will be. Um, if he's involved, I think such is his quality, you know, in this league, and and uh, such is the depth of Breakin's problems. Um, like you say, there we hiatus was short-lived um, and it's back to kind of reality for them I, I just I think they'll just scratch this one off and crack on again next week I actually saw Queen's Park at the weekend and they're looking good they went to a back three um, I think that was to match up St Mirren who've been playing with a back three um, they had good width through Doyle and Robson either side um, and in the middle of the park they kind of kept the ball well with Carroll and, and the link up with McHugh and goal was good it looked solid enough at the back, so I can't see them conceding. Um, with it being at Hamden as well, it's going to be hard for Breakin to go there and kind of sit in and keep things tight. You know, it's a big pitch. It's going to suit Queen's Park down to the ground. But I fancy them, like you say, maybe minus two um, in the first half. Um, James, got a winner for that one? 
Good luck. Okay, and your favourite team play Albion Rovers. I'm going for a Cowden win. They're at home, Albion Rovers. What's your thoughts? Same. Maz? Make that a hat trick. Okay, and lastly, but definitely not least, James, uh, Stan Albion Elgin, the floor is yours. <coughs> I, what I think will be um, a good game this weekend in the league. Um, Maybe not the, the best game, but I think it's certainly going to be an important one for both of them. I think that it could have the potential to be a watch. Um, again, another one. They're all games that fans wish they could get to, but this will be one that the fans will really want to be in about because you're looking at two promotion potential rivals. You're looking at a bit of a grudge match after having already played each other in the Cup, so... In a, in a season where we're reducing the amount of games we've got and the amount of times you see folk, this will be another chance to sort of make amends um, for Stirling Albion. I was having a quick flick earlier. Um, just looking at Stirling Albion, I, do, I don't see them winning this, but I do like the team they've put together because we mentioned it you know, way back when, when we were talking about the players, that they've got some good experience, but they've also got a nice bit of youth in there. But even looking at the youth, but the, the stuff I'd flipped through had Kyle Banner, early 20s, still putting away 70-ish games. Cammy Binney, early 20s, looking at 60-odd games. So the young players they've got are even still still good players and are still by no means just young and inexperienced. They are of this a pedigree. Is... Where... Sorry, on you go. Just, yeah, sorry, of a pedigree where you're looking at a team maybe and you're thinking, ah, it's a wee bit, wee bit weak, a wee bit soft at centre-half to the young centre-half. Wee bit weak, wee bit soft, and goals young goalkeeper. But actually, there, there's game experience there, and, and you do need that in the lower leagues. Uh, we spoke about it at, at Brecon, uh, and I've been a wee bit with the players they've got. Do they have the, the experience of being in these ties at the bottom? My only other worry really is the Sterling Albion players have it in getting over the line. Have they got the young players that will get that know how to get over the line, and have they been supplemented by senior players who have done it before? So. That didn't really factor into my um, my consideration for the weekend. I just think Elgin are, are going to be better. Um, Sterling Albion are a good team, but they've they've toiled against Queen's Park and Stenny, I think, drawn against them both. Yeah. The, the teams above and below them. So they've been so they meet in the sandwich and they've drawn with both teams and they've beaten the teams below them. Whereas I think Elgin have maybe had a better run of, of their games and are, are picking up points a little bit elsewhere. And if you're a proper promotion contender, see off Queen's Park, see off Stenny and, and, and stake your claim. So I think Hester's actually suspended. Um, got sent off in the last minute against Queen's Park, then I think. Um, that'll be counterbalanced by um, Stalin Albion. I've got three players out due to COVID. Obviously, we don't know who those three are as we speak. I think one of the, one of the players caught it at his day job. Um, and then two of the players were in close contact with him on the bus to Ross County for their Betfred game. So they've had... To yeah, I did see that. Um, I was reading the statement earlier and the I was surprised because I thought the players were still driving to games. But I don't know if that's just non-league football. But uh, I don't know if there's a special allowance going, going as far as they did. But um, what also came out after that was that there was an official statement from Sterling saying three players have it. The, the chairman's come out on Twitter and said that the two who were in close contact are negative but are still going to have to isolate based on the, mm-hmm. the, the test and protect or whatever the, the protocol yeah. is. So they are going to be minus three and it'll be very interesting like you say, to see who is missing. Yeah, is it, the, is it, for example, the goalie Andy Ryan and Wilson who are three of the better players, three of the subs, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think interestingly in the last game, obviously a 5 0 win, it was short numbers 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11 all scored. So uh, five different scorers for them. So they're coming in a bit of form. But like we say, it's hard to make a, a realistic prediction based on we don't know who's going to be in or out of that, that team, given the um, obviously the kind of confidentiality around about that. So with that in mind, Maz, what's your prediction? Um, I think. You could argue that Hester being out for Elgin um, is equal to three players being out for Stirling Albion. I think with um, the Albion squad, they have a better um, ability to cover injuries, whereas um, with Sutherland going away from Elgin, 
they were looking to Hester to, to be their main um, goal threat. Um, also, Elgin are off the back of two kind of wee bit disappointing, although only 1-0 defeats against um, Elgin, sorry, Edinburgh and uh, Queen's Park, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who we're not saying they were expected to be challenging for the title um, at the start of the season, but if they want to be competing <coughs> with these teams, you want to be getting getting points from them or at least sharing the points. Uh, this is a third hit at one of those teams um, up there. They've had a you know a tough run of fixtures, to be fair. Um, it's so difficult to call. Um, it's so difficult. I'm just going to sit in the fence and say draw. I'm going to go a Sterling Albion win. Uh, I've actually backed five home wins in that league. Uh, James, what's your prediction on the result? You don't fancy Sterling to win. You said that much. Do you think it'll be a draw? Do you think Elgin will get it? Uh, I'll go Elgin. I think it's a, aye, like I said, it's going to be a game, but I think Elgin will, will see it out. Um, and One of us will be right. Proved wrong with three youth players having picked up COVID rather than any starting 11 players. Okay, but no, so I, see, I see Elgin. Right. Okay, so that rounds up the games then and the prediction. So just before we finish off, um, we'll take any final calls for the, the ball bag teaser before I, I run you through the answers. Um, so as I said previously, you're looking for a right back, a centre half, two centre mids and a striker. Any shouts? I've, um, I've just thought Gavin Riley had a good season at St Mirren. I think, well, a half season. I think he scored a bucket load the first half of the... 20 goals by Correct. Christmas or something, then nothing after he's that. He's in, well done. Got a move to Bristol Rovers off the back of it, I'm sure. But, uh, yep, he's in, well done. Anybody else? The only other one I was going to say, um, have a punt on, was um, Lithgow. But I think you said there's no more Livy players, so scratch that. Unfortunately not. James? Any more for any more? Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I am toiling because I remember the St Mirren and Livy being unexpectedly promoted sort of at the start of the season. So I'm trying to think who fell out that might have been higher up the league and I'm, I'm toiling to think who your like, young Har- players are. Gary Harkins? No, I'm just going to put you at your misery. Always worth a punt, Gary Harkins. Always. Neil Alexander goals. Back four, Williamson from Dunfermline, Halkett from Livingston, O'Ware from Morton, and Liam Smith was at St Mirren. No, but O'Ware did. Um, well, in midfield, Cammy Smith, St Mirren. Uh, I, I said Cammy Smith. I'll give you it then. Uh, maybe maybe um, Martin. <laughs> Maybe said it in your head. Stephen McGinn, St Mirren, Lewis Morgan, St Mirren, and Ian Vigers, Cali Thistle. Your front two was Doby and Riley. So that uh, rounds off the ball bag teaser for this week. So, as always, thanks very much for joining us. Um, like I mentioned at the start, if you could do, do us a massive favour and like the video and subscribe to us on YouTube, that would be great. You can also find us on Spotify and Twitter by searching through the turnstiles. Any feedback, please give us it, like I say, through Twitter or under the comments section on YouTube. Uh, particularly, would like to hear from Greenwich fans, if at all possible. And Moz and James, thanks very much for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.